0: takeaways from interviewing a guy that built a three billion dollar agency Hey guys, today we're going to talk about an interview that I did with Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre built a $3 billion agency in between the late 90s and early 2000s. He is quite the visionary, big thinker, and incredibly nice and humble guy. I'm always amazed after doing these interviews with billionaires and people that have built billion-dollar companies, how nice they are. It's like kind of like the richer they get, the nicer and more genuine they become. Now, of course, I haven't interviewed like Russian oligarchs or, you know, billionaires that seek to destroy the world or anything like that. I haven't found those people yet. Uh, the billionaires that I have talked to and the people that have built billion-dollar companies, incredibly nice people. So a little bit about Michael. Through his insurance agency, he had about 20,000 sales reps working for him. At the peak of the company, he created 175 millionaires through his company. He's been broke twice, maxed out his credit cards numerous times, but he just always really loved sales. And he built this company to the point where he exited right when it went public. Jack Welch was even considering buying his company. So he has a pretty incredible story, just a go-getter, just a mover and a shaker. We're going to talk about these key takeaways from this interview, but also three chapters in the process of building this billion dollar behemoth will outline the lessons and the takeaways from those three chapters. So the first chapter is what Michael calls the first five years of running this company or building this company, he called Gunsmoke, the Gunsmoke years or the Maverick years. In the first five years, it took everything and he risked everything. He literally had a credit card that he could max out to $80,000 a month. He would do it every month, not knowing if it would get paid back. And sometimes he would call the credit card company and beg them to add an extra $10,000 for the month just so they could pay all the bills. And it was quite normal for him. Just understand that, you know, no matter what level you're at in business, there's risks on the line, right? It's just a game of ones and zeros or numbers and zeros. And I met an individual probably about 12 years ago when I first became an entrepreneur who was my age. He was from Canada and he was making about $600,000 a year. And at the time I thought that was just so much money. I asked him, I was like, what's the difference between you and me? And he goes, he goes, nothing really. He goes, I just grew up with more zeros at the end of my paycheck. And that was an aha moment for me and a very profound moment for me. So if you're maxing out a credit card at 80k a month, or 8k a month, or eight dollars a month, or you know just barely getting by, like we're all playing this game of Monopoly and entrepreneurship, so it's very normal. Michael said the biggest mistake that he made from this Gunsmoke Maverick chapter in in his company was that he brought too many family members into the business because he grew up in kind of a, a place where it, they didn't have money, and he shared too much money with his family and friends. So I think. There's pros and cons to this, right? And you can share too much. You don't want to give away, you know, the golden goose. You don't want to give away too much. And then people start to expect you just to be there to, and to be their banker, to be their Wells Fargo. And he he thought he was doing a good thing at the time and he realized it kind of turned out to be a negative thing. And he would actually, his biggest recommendation would recommend people get a mentor at this stage. Mentor is so key. So if you listen to our high-performance episode, number 116, I really recommend it. There's a lot of overlap, because we were talking about the interview with Janet Bryant-Halroyd, who's the first black woman to build a billion-dollar company. She also was very adamant about getting a mentor, especially in the early games, the early early stages of business. And so we'll move on to the next chapter. So the second five years of building the billion-dollar, three-billion-dollar agency. And Michael called this the great Gatsby era. This time for him, they were very wealthy. The company was printing cash left and right and customers were flying in. And he said, one key aspect this time was that in the early days, they created systems and tested them in the beginning. He really recommends this. So many entrepreneurs do not do this. They don't know the importance of systems. Systems make a business flourish great systems. Any business you find, you can find great systems. They are so essential. I'm not naturally an analytical guy, but I have learned to love systems. And the more and the better systems I have, the better my business is and the better my life is. And he also mentioned the great products. You guys aren't rare, there's so many ideas out there for great products and services. And what is hard is creating the systems around that. What is hard is creating great lead generated systems. So, in early stages of entrepreneurship, create amazing systems. He also said, like during this time of the Great Gatsby, like he got into his ego a lot because he had so much money and he didn't know how to handle it. You know, there's that old saying that 85% of the people that win the lottery are broke within three years because they don't have that money mindset. He didn't have this money management mindset. I'm a big proponent of being a a master at managing your money, being a good steward and managing your money. In fact, our organization, M3, our private group, one of the M's in M3 talks about money, and that refers to, stands for money, and that refers to being a good steward of your money. The higher level you get in business, the more money you make, the better steward you need to become, or you lose it. And so what happened to Michael is he actually spent million on one day to buy a jet. And he didn't even tell his wife. And he said that turned out really, really bad for him. (laughs) Could you guys imagine dropping 6 million a day and not telling your spouse? Yeah. So some other tips he said during this stage was as an entrepreneur, the worst thing you can do is have a lot of money because it actually makes you lazy. And that little money makes you hungry. So even if you have a lot of money, not necessarily keeping it in your, your checking account. Sometimes I do this as well, like I have savings accounts, I have investments accounts, like investment accounts, and then I see my checking account and it looks kind of small compared to the others. But I do that on purpose because it kind of gives me a drive to, to continue to grow. So he also mentioned this as well. The biggest mistake he said is he just spent too much money during this the second five years of his business and he didn't delegate enough. He wished he would have done more in this. And he said, it's so important to know your limitations and superpowers. He personally couldn't manage a checkbook. Here you have the founder of a multi-billion dollar company that cannot manage a checkbook. He said he could, but it would just take tax him so much and it stress him so much that he was like, my superpower is not managing his checkbook. So what he did is he hired MBAs and he paid them well, and he tied them to the profitability of the business. Tying your team to the profitability of your business is essential. He always aimed for Mars and the team said, no, let's just hit the moon first. So they were constantly pulling him back to reality, even though he was a visionary. So you need this dynamic. Sometimes if somebody's too much a visionary, things won't get done. And I've experienced this personally in my life and business as well. And uh, you need a team that can guide you in reality, a team that, that has good feet in the ground. And he said quite often he'd get into heated arguments, but he actually loved those arguments because it showed that those people really cared about the business and the success of the business. Because again, it was tied, their profitability was tied to the success of the business. And he said often he just like, he had to check his ego and succumb to them, to his team. He built a great team, succumbed to them. And when he did not, he said he, he put his aces in their places in the early days. And when he didn't just like really stand back and listen to them, the business, you would see it suffering in the business. And there was, in the early days, there's quite a few resignations because he wasn't willing to check his ego and listen to his team. And also key aspect that is important for the early days, he mentioned that he hires people. When he hires people, he looks for people that have been through tragedy because he wants someone that can overcome overcome this tragedy, death, divorce, something serious in their life because they're stronger individuals. They're also more grounded in many ways. So then we move to the third and final chapter and building Michael's $3 billion agency. And this is the last, the third five years in the last five years. And he calls this the exit years. And what happened is Michael actually lost passion. So we're into over 10 years of working in the business. Jack Welch at the time wanted to buy his company. And he just really was resistant around bringing professional management in because he didn't want to let go of his baby, but he no longer had passion for this business, his pockets were full, and then eventually he decided to, to sell and to exit. And after that exit, for about a year, he said he got depressed, he was very lost and confused, and he didn't know what to do, and I've heard this amongst so many entrepreneurs, because our businesses are our babies, they're a passion, they're a purpose for so many years. And then we exit and then we don't know what to do. It's, it's scary. You know, our life was revolved around building this business and then, you know, what's next. And so for anybody out there that does exit their business, have some goals that are not tied to just immediately jumping into another business that you can go do. Maybe you want to become good at martial arts or travel the world or really spend time with your kids or your spouse, the things that, you know, really important, like start to work and do those things that you wish you would have done when you didn't have the business when you didn't have time when you had the business and you did but you didn't have time and that way you don't become depressed and lost so much the biggest mistake for the third chapter for michael was getting bored and not figuring out how to refresh himself one thing that was really cool about michael is that he had such a positive mindset around everything and You know, we see people with positive mindsets and the gurus out there, and sometimes we just think, you know, it's it's a bunch of of fluff, but when you hear a guy that's built a billion dollar company say the exact same thing, then it kind of sinks in that like this positivity in, in mindset is really important. So I'm gonna go through some of the things that he talked about in mindset that were really important for him. First off, in today's world, it's easier than it has ever been in the history of the world to make money and make it faster even in his time in the late nineties and two thousands. Like today, there's so many opportunities out there. You guys, you're crazy. If you can't, if you don't think there are just take some time, invest some time and realize there's gonna be a grind to it. There's gonna be a grind. Also find a mentor. Janet Bryant Howroyd said the exact same thing in, in high performance episode number 116, find a mentor. It's key, especially in the early days of your life. Also, Janet, like overlap this as well. Entrepreneurship is a family affair. Your family is going to be involved in your entrepreneurial journey and realize that and honor that. Other mindset tips from Michael. He said that the first time that he paid a million dollars in taxes was a great moment for him. Now, nobody likes to pay taxes. And could you imagine like dropping them? like Most of us can't even imagine earning a million dollars in a year, let alone paying a million dollars in taxes. And he says to himself, like, that was a really great moment because I know if I'm paying a million dollars, I'm making multi multi multi-millions and even billions. And that was a really great moment for him. He also mentions that like 80% of our talk, you guys check into this, because this is so important. 80% of our self-talk is negative. And it is very true after studying brain science, after studying brain science for, for years now, so much of our talk is negative, you guys and check into that. He has some mantras that he shared that I wanna share with you guys. I think they're really good. He says, the only difference between me and a millionaire is that he is working on his second million and I'm working on my first. I like that one a lot. He has another mantra. He says, the more I give, the more I receive. Another one that I really liked was, I'm willing to make large amounts of money in my life to make my life easy. I'll say that one again. I'm willing to make large amounts of money in my life to make my life easy. A lot of people get hit with a large amount of money and their life actually becomes more complicated. Biggie Small said it best, mo' money, mo' problems. And it doesn't have to be true. It really can make your life easy. Michael said, material things are great, but they will disappoint because they always break. Make sure you put positive people into your life. You can't fly with the eagles if you're flocking with the turkeys. Watch positive movies. And to end some of the key takeaways, you guys, Michael is an incredible individual and he mentioned in the interview that he never once thought about building a billion dollar company. What really excited him, what he was really passionate about is getting his salespeople to get paid really well, setting them up so they can earn 20 to $30,000 a month in checks. I mentioned earlier, he's created 175 millionaires in his life. And imagine that feeling if you actually not only made multi-millions, but helped 175 people become millionaires and multi-millionaires. Last tip, you guys, Michael says, build the company as if you're never going to sell it and you will build it better. Always be putting into the company, put the blinders on and act like it's gonna be there forever. If you guys wanna hear more of this interview with Michael McIntyre, it's episode number 543, building a $3 billion agency, check it out on the podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, and wanna make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode.